The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 11th chapter. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied, on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord has need of it, and will send it back here immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied at a door outside in the street, and they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, What are you doing untying the colt? And they told them what Jesus had said, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. And those who went before and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Okay, here are the rules. You can only play once. You can only play if you're a kid. So let's say school age 3 to 23. You have to play hard because that's the only way you learn anything in life. You have to play hard. And you have to bring me a receipt. You have to shoot a video or take a selfie or write a poem or color a picture. You have to give me something I can share with the congregation. So if you are a kid and you want to play and they haven't got to you yet, raise your hand. And they'll give you 50 bucks. Here we go. Anybody left? I hope that giving you $50 makes you feel happy and important and powerful. And by the end of the sermon, I also hope it makes you feel responsible, generous, and merciful. Meanwhile, since we just switched to the purple season of the church, this is the first Sunday of a new church year, the first Sunday in Advent. Let me confess, I am jealous of the Pope. I am jealous of the Pope because the Pope has an almoner and I don't. The almoner is the guy who spends all his time giving away money. So last year when the Pope had a birthday, the almoner went out into the street and he found a couple of homeless folks living near the door of the Vatican and he brought them in to share some cake. When there is an earthquake, the almoner gives away phone cards so people who have lost everything can at least call their families and tell them that they're safe. Around the Vatican, he's installed showers and a laundry and a place for free haircuts. And he gives away sandwiches and drinks. He also sleeps in his office 
because he gave his apartment away to a refugee couple who were expecting a baby. It's pretty simple, really. And maybe you can understand why I'm jealous. The almoner loves folks. He loves all kinds of folks, folks he doesn't even know. So he does good things for them. It's a very, very simple notion. Love does good. But now you see I don't have to be jealous anymore. You see how all you children have helped me. You just became my almoners. And now you've got the cash and this is what I want you to do. I want you to love somebody. I want you to go out and do good on behalf of Jesus in this congregation. Take that $50 and give it to somebody, give it to anybody, even to someone you don't know, or give it to anything, any project or organization that is very needy and needs some good done to them. Your parents might be old enough to wonder what this has to do with anything, and especially the lessons appointed for this day. Well, we always start a new church year in repentance. Repenting of all the places that we have come up short, places where we didn't love, places where we did not do good, places where we were not merciful. And then Jesus forgives us, as just happened when we knelt before the altar in absolution. And then always we ask ourselves, now how can we do better? One place that we can always do better is by being generous. And it turns out that the best way to learn to be generous is by being generous. So, for example, last week came the news that there was a fire in the congregation in Tuim in Siberia, the congregation that we support and some of us have visited and where I've taught a couple of times. Daniel Johnson was here, and on the spot, we were able to give him a couple thousand dollars to repair the damage so they could be back in their place for Christmas. We could be generous this week on the spot because you were generous last week. This week is a big week at St. John. This is Christmas sharing week, and by the way, there's a schedule outside. We're going to need volunteers every day this week. Please come along, please sign up. Because this week, we will give away forty or $50,000 worth of clothes and food and cash and presents to 140 or 150 families that we have never met before and probably don't speak our language. We do that so that they can have Christmas too. And we can be generous this month because you were disciplined in tithing and giving alms and bringing gifts last month. So here's the point. Advent again reminds us that Jesus trusts us with his stuff. It's all his stuff really, as you know, and he wants us to manage it well for him until he comes back. And so the letter in the mail about a capital campaign and a reminder of what we do going forward. 
all of that brings us to the gospel for today. You know this story, I think. It is Palm Sunday, and Jesus is going up the hill into Jerusalem to be king. But Jesus needs to ride into town on a donkey, not a war horse, to fulfill the prophecy that was made by Zechariah, that he would come to Jerusalem and work at making peace, not making war. But Jesus doesn't have a donkey. So he sends his disciples to get one by using one simple phrase. The Lord has need of it. And it actually works. When somebody sees those two disciples untying the donkey, and they say, hey, that's not your donkey, that's our donkey. The disciples simply say, the Lord has need of it. And it works. And then Jesus takes their donkey and he uses it for their good. In this story, you own the donkey. And in some cases, you are the donkey. That means the Lord has need of you and of your stuff because as king... Jesus has chosen to extend his kingdom by using you. Of all the ways and all the people that Jesus could have chosen, Jesus chose this way, his church, and he chose you as those who have been baptized. This is the whole point of your life, actually. The life you have, you have because Jesus has given it to you. And the stuff you have, you have because Jesus has given it to you. So your life and your stuff are meant to be managed well, not so you get what you want, but so Jesus gets what he wants. And what he wants is for every last person to know him, to be gathered in, to be baptized, to come to the Holy Supper. What Jesus wants is for every last person to love God and serve their neighbor. To help us learn that, a lesson that always needs to be relearned, from this purple season, Advent, through the next purple season, Lent, at St. John, where you're going to spend a lot of time thinking and praying about all the opportunities that we have to do good. And especially where we have the opportunity to be generous. Some of those opportunities are quite ordinary. Some of them are actually extraordinary. But if you stick with it, I think you'll be amazed at how much we can do together if we play hard and if we agree to learn by doing. I suspect some of you may find this sermon a bit risky, especially if this is your first time around at a capital campaign at St. John. It's risky, I guess, to give out thousands of dollars to little kids on a Sunday morning. What will people say? 
What will kids do? But it's no more risky than the purple seasons themselves. It's no more risky than Jesus being born into your arms at the end of Advent or Jesus going to the cross to be crucified for you at the end of Lent or Jesus rising from the dead and ascending into heaven and leaving the fate of the kingdom of God in your hands and mine. This is the normal progression of faith. In the scriptures, life always works this way. Love, trust, risk. God loves us and we feel it. When we feel it, we trust him. And when we trust him, we take risks, like stealing a donkey or giving 10% of everything that comes into our hands to the church or giving alms for poor people that we've never met and probably will never see again. Love, trust, risk. It is the normal way of the Christian life. It's how the crowds felt on Palm Sunday when they defied the authorities and spread their cloaks on the ground and waved palm branches and shouted, Hosanna, which means save us because nobody else will. Love us because nobody else does. So you kids, take your cash and get busy. Manage your $50 well and bring me a receipt, a selfie, a poem, a picture, a video that Pastor Bukes can put on the screen. While the rest of us take the risk to figure out precisely how our Lord can best use us and our stuff to extend the kingdom of God. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.